Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 17th, 2016. My name is Philip rossman I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And it was a busy weekend for the Orlando Magic. They had their open practice on Saturday. They had a game on Friday. They had a game Sunday. And we will catch you up on everything going on in the Magic Kingdom over the weekend. And I'll also discuss a little bit about the Magic's defense as well as one of the big surprises of the Orlando Magic's preseason. And that is Jeff Green. But before we get there, I do want to remind everyone that it's the start of a new week and it's another chance for you to subscribe to some of the many great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. The Miami Dolphins and Jacksonville Jaguars actually won games this week, believe it or not. And you can catch up with everything going on with those teams over on Locked On Dolphins and Locked On Jaguars. You can subscribe to those podcasts just like you can subscribe to Locked On Magic by searching for them on iTunes and Audioboom. And of course, you can find and subscribe to Locked On Magic on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Be sure to give us a five-star review and tell us what you think of the show on there. It does help us climb the rankings uh, and get us in front of more people as the season gets closer. And we are now officially in the last week of the preseason. And so things are beginning to get a little tighter when it comes to the Orlando Magic and their preparations for the season. The Magic played two games this weekend. They played against the Indiana Pacers on Friday. I'll discuss that game real briefly right now. The Magic won. They beat the Pacers, first preseason win. And what was really, to me, important about that game was the Pacers played their starters to the end, uh, except for Paul George. I believe he did not play. It was his first game of the preseason. And the Magic played their starters at the end. And do you know what happened? The Magic won. Uh, so that was a huge step for this team to to actually go out and win a game, starter versus starter. It was um, to, I, I continually tell people preseason results do not mean anything. This preseason result seemed to have a little bit more meaning. Winning did matter in this sense. Uh, it, it, it's not a huge thing. There were still some hiccups. The Magic started the game really, really slowly, really, really poorly. Uh, on both ends of the floor, got found themselves in a deep hole and needed a 44-point second quarter just to get back in the game and, and take a lead themselves, and they were able to hang on. Their effort was significantly better in the third quarter, and like we've seen throughout this preseason, the Magic have shown some incredible flashes on both ends of the floor. They did that in this game as well. Uh, great flashes in the second quarter, especially with that bench unit, uh, and then in the third quarter, the starters kind of began picking up the slack, uh, and the Magic were able to hold on for the win. As I've said throughout this preseason, what's most important is are you better today than you were the last game? And of course, the Magic won the game. They did some good things, some some important things really, really well. And I thought they continued to make progress. They were better on Friday than they were Wednesday against the San Antonio Spurs. So did the Magic get better Sunday against the Atlanta Hawks? Well, the Hawks won 105-98, and they did so 
with most of their starters out. Dwight Howard sat out the game, as did Dennis Schroeder, as did Kent Bazemore, and Kyle Korver, of course, uh, stayed in Atlanta nursing an injury. The only starter that played was Paul Millsap playing his first preseason game of the year, and uh, he played pretty well. 19 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, a really impressive effort by Paul Millsap. You would not have been able to tell that he was out. The Magic, how did they play? Well, they got off to a better start this time, and that was something I was definitely looking forward to, to see, okay, the the, the team has started off slow against San Antonio, uh, certainly started off slow against Cleveland the week before, but started off slow against San Antonio and against Indiana. Starters looked a little bit like they were still figuring each other out, and that's certainly understandable. Uh, even still at this stage, it's a little bit understandable. Uh, and uh, the offense looked very, very constricted. That was not the case and the defense still looked like a work in progress, and I think it's going to continue to be a little bit of a work in progress. That was not the case Sunday. The Magic came out, played really, really well. Nikola Vucevic sat out, got the day off. Jeff Green did too, and, and that certainly had a, an effect uh, in the result, although not maybe a determinative one. Uh, but the Magic generally looked really, really good in the first quarter for sure, uh, and, and even through parts of the second quarter. Their starters looked very, very good. Um, the Magic held the lead. They uh, were, were in control of the game, uh, and, and really their depth began to show a little bit uh, in the second quarter when Arunze Onuwaku had to come in. Onuwaku just did not have a great showing defensively, especially, and allowed Atlanta back into the game. What was really impressive about the first half, though, for the Magic was their defense, and we've all been waiting a long, long time to see that Bismack biombo serge Ibaka pairing, and it did not disappoint. Um, in the first half, I actually did the math. The Orlando Magic gave up a point eight uh, points per possession, point eight points per possession, an eighty defensive rating uh, when Ibaka and Biombo were on the floor together. And you didn't really need to know that number. It was about thirty-five possessions, I think. But you didn't even really need to know that number to know that they were extremely effective. Bismack Biombo has been a monster, and I I mean that a monster defensively, for the Orlando Magic throughout this preseason. Uh, he has been absolutely fantastic. Um, if, if you had to ask me three players that look ready for the regular season today or, or or even like Wednesday or Friday, I would say Evan Fournier, Jeff Green, and Bismack Biombo. They look ready to roll. Biombo was just a terror all over the place. 19 rebounds, 7 points, 5 blocked shots. He had There was one sequence in the second corner where Serge Ibaka blocked a shot. The Hawks come back down. Bismack Biombo blocked a shot. Hawks come back down. Biombo blocks a shot in transition. All of these at the rim. This is something the Magic have not been able to do in a very, very long time. No offense to Nikola Vucic. This is something the Magic have desperately wanted, is someone who can change the game defensively, change the whole air in the building. And it did change the air in the building. People were up and excited about this team. Uh, and it's hard not to be excited when, when you see those kinds of plays, and it does have a little bit of an intangible effect. Now, the Magic didn't convert in that sequence, but the defense was there, and the Magic played some really good defense throughout much of the first half. The second half, they came out very sluggish, though, and it was very, very clear it was a different team, uh, and they weren't quite, they weren't able to kind of get that intensity back. The rotations weren't as sharp. Uh, Biombo was was late to, to challenge shots, or they were uh, the Hawks were doing a better job attacking him uh, again, and then leaving Biombo to, to clean up a lot of the mess. That's 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 a little bit of a crutch for sure. So the Magic didn't 
you know, this felt like a game that Magic had to win if they were going to play their starters to the end because the Hawks were missing so many people and the Magic didn't win it. What does that say? You know, I'm not 100% sure what that says. I'm not 100% sure uh, how much meaning we should take from it, how much we should really dive into it. It it was disappointing. Uh, I'm not willing to say it was a step back because the Magic did some very good things on both ends of the floor. Uh, Evan Fournier scored 22 points, continues his tear through through the preseason. Serge Ibaka had 25 points, 9 for 15 shooting, 6 rebounds, and a couple of block shots as well. The Magic were isolating him, and he was converting for them. Uh, he was making his his jumper jumpers, and he continues to look better and better. So individually, players were looking better. Alfred Payton, a perfect example: fourteen points, five rebounds, five assists. Still had five turnovers. He's still kind of he's still cleaning that up, and that's something he's got to clean up. That he began to look like the Alfred Payton that the Magic are going to need to succeed this season. Uh, and so, the Magic were still kind of getting themselves into game shape, if you will. Uh, it Obviously, time is running out now. I think I've said, you know, I wanted to see the Magic kind of beginning to hit their peak uh, in the Miami game Tuesday, and certainly by the New Orleans games Thursday, although I don't know what kind of team we're going to see with New Orleans uh, and whether the Magic are going to play some of their guys. I'll talk a little bit more about this tomorrow, but the Magic did make some roster cuts today, so there are, some, there are fewer players to draw from for that game. I, I, I'm hard-pressed to say whether the Magic were better on Sunday than they were Friday. At, at, at worst, I think it's a wash. I don't think they were worse. Uh, they did show some really nice things. They did seem like they were getting better and still moving in the right direction. I, I'm not discouraged by Sunday's game. I'm discouraged by the result just because of the situation of it uh, and the fact that the Magic got outplayed in the third quarter, If you in the, in the third quarter especially and throughout the second half. If you break this game down really statistically. The Magic made 38 field goals. The Hawks made 36. The Magic made 10 three-pointers. Hawks made 10. The big difference in the game, this is a seven-point game. The Hawks shoot 23 free throws, make 27. The Magic shoot 12 free throws, make 24. And Biombo was 3 of 10 from the foul line. That's a little thing. Free throws are things you can control, and it really did feel like the Magic were kind of giving... The, not giving the game away, so to speak, but they left a lot to be desired and left a lot on the board uh, that they needed to reel back in. So the Magic play decently. They play well, not well enough for a win, and I, I do think that matters and, and certainly is a, pa- a cause for pause uh, and maybe a point of concern, but not a disaster by any means. Uh, and, and the Magic still have a game to, to, to sharpen things up. They still have two more games to sharpen things up before the regular season begins. Uh, and, and I think that uh, we need to see a much more concerted and focused effort Tuesday in Miami. That game will be on Fox Sports Florida airing at 7.30. So another chance to watch the Magic before the season begins. What I did want to take away from this game, though, is a look at the defense. Undoubtedly, with Biombo and Ibaka in, the focus was squarely on the defense, and the Magic the Magic had 10 blocked shots in the game. Five of them coming from Biombo, two from Ibaka. Uh, they were able to 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 block they were able to block shots. They were able to really change things at the rim and force Atlanta to to go into a bit of a scramble offense at times. The Magic were at times very, very sharp with their switching, at times uh very, very impressive 
with the way that they that they played and the way that they were uh, attacking the 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 Hawks. It, 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 this, in some ways, was the way the Magic are meant to play or, or are trying to play. So, what is this Magic defense really looking like right now? What is the status of the Magic defense? Frank Vogel, you know, has said as many times as he can, and and certainly uh, it is something that he's preached and something that he's accomplished in Indiana, is we're going to be a defense-first team. You bring in Serge Ibaka, you bring in Bismack Biombo, you're trying to trying to be really good on the defensive end. But the plain fact right now is, as much as those blocks were highlights, and and as and for those really great moments where the Magic look like they're playing some really really good defense, and they've had moments, they've had stretches where they're playing elite level defense, where they're all on the same page and getting there. The Magic haven't played good defense. The Magic in Sunday's game gave up 105 points and a 107.3 defensive rating. That's not good. In the entire preseason, for whatever preseason stats are worth, and and, and they're not worth much, the Magic have a 105.4 defensive rating. That's among the worst in the NBA. It's in the bottom 10 in the NBA. Teams are shooting 43.2% from beyond the arc, and that is a big weakness of this defense. There's so much focus in the paint, uh, so much scrambling going on, so much switching going on, that they are giving up open threes, and I do think that's a big reason why Atlanta got themselves back into the game. Teams are averaging about 10 three-pointers per game against this team right now. It doesn't bode well right now for the Magic that that these are the, the reality of the numbers, that the Magic are giving up a lot of points. And, and maybe it's a small sample size, and maybe we need to take out the Cleveland game, which Magic got absolutely worked in. But I don't imagine that takes things down. The Hawks had a 107.3 offensive rating in Sunday's game, and the Magic... Played some good defense. Played a really good defensive first quarter. And had some great defensive highlights throughout the game. The Magic still need to round into form. I I, I asked Frank Vogel specifically, is are is the team where you want them defensively? What is the 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 progress that are you seeing the progress you want to see? And he said, you know, we're not we're not where I want to be, but about where I expected. So the coaching staff, at least, at least the team is saying we're right where we want to be. And to the players' credit, they they uh, you know they're not panicking about any of these numbers. They recognize that there's still some work to do, and they're seeing the flashes as signs that we can get to this level and, and be at this level consistently. I mean, I think we have enough potential to be a really good defend, uh, defensive team. It's, it's just a you know. Uh, we're missing a couple guys. Our rotation changed a little bit, but once we get everybody together, you know, I think it's gonna be alright. And uh, and this is a good process, you know, it's a fun process. You gotta take it as as a as a fun process rather than you know putting your head down over losing games. Because uh, I know once the season starts, everybody gonna be ready and everybody gonna be at the base. So, uh, it's gonna be fun, uh, and I look forward to that. Uh, today wasn't our day, but we keep getting better. That was Bismack Biyombo uh, after Sunday's game against the Atlanta Hawks, uh, a game that he played very, very well and individually, and uh, of course uh, was the anchor of a defense that that looked good for some stretches but struggled. 
I do I do want to point out something interesting. I did like I like you probably heard did break down and take a look at the offensive and defensive ratings with Ibaka and Biombo on the floor together. Interesting enough, the Magic were pretty good offensively with those two on the floor. I, I'm not going to take it as gospel. Um, the Magic were plus two in 60 possessions, 110 offensive rating, but a 106.7 defensive rating. Uh, I would think the Magic would believe that the defense would be better with those two. It was 0.8 again in the first half and about 35 possessions. So take take that what you will. It's a small sample size between those two, but the duo did look good together. Um, it, it wasn't a, a complete disaster offensively, which I think was certainly concerned, and, and the defense certainly showed plenty of potential. Um, and this defense continues to show plenty of potential, but at this point, it's just that. It feels like it's just potential. It isn't consistency yet. And the stretches need to continue to get longer, uh, and we need to get closer and closer to the regular season. Uh, like I said, the, the Hawks game felt like it didn't move the team particularly forward from from Friday's game against the Pacers, uh, but I don't see it as them moving backwards. It wasn't it wasn't a huge a step backward in that sense at least. Uh, but the Magic have to really focus on the defensive end still. They still have to get some things down, get some of their switching rules down. They switch a lot. I mean, that's the one. If you haven't watched this Magic team play yet, they switch a lot, and they have the ability to. And it's part of their defensive strategy to switch a lot and to to try and uh, blow up pick picks and pick and rolls by not having them be effective at all. And and, and you got to beat them one-on-one to, to, to make the defense rotate and move. But uh, that's going to be a continuing process. The Magic will continue to get better at that, uh, and we'll see eventually uh, where it leaves them. Uh, there is still plenty of belief that this team will be a top defensive team, uh, but it may take a little bit of time. It's not going to happen completely overnight. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Moving on then to uh, a really interesting player, a really interesting storyline that's developed uh, for the Orlando Magic, uh, and that is the surprising emergence of Jeff Green. Following Wednesday's game against the San Antonio Spurs, Frank Vogel called him uh, one of the pleasant surprises of camp. And if you follow Jeff Green's career at all, you know that he's had a really kind of interesting up-and-down career. I mean, he was drafted fifth overall, in the draft, came in with a lot of hype and a lot of potential, and he just hasn't been able to live up to it. Um, there's, I don't think there's any way, any other way to describe Jeff Green's career. He's just kind of not been able to live up to the potential that he's that he's had. And everywhere he goes, he gets people to believe, and and he puts in a big game. I mean, the Magic know it more than anyone. He scored 30 points against them last year, uh, including four points in about 13 seconds to to win the game, to, to send the game into overtime and defeat the Magic in Memphis last year. I mean, they they know, they know it. Uh, um, and a lot of other teams do too, but the consistency has always been an issue with Jeff, with Jeff Green. He's never been a great shooter. He's not necessarily a great defender. But in this preseason, he's been about as good as any player on the Magic. Uh, he's averaging 14.5 points per game. 
He's averaging 2.3 rebounds per game. He's shooting 46.5% from the floor. Um, He's making half of his three-pointers at this point. He has been a very consistent and a very good option. And when you watch Jeff Green, what makes him really good is, is not only that he's making shots right now, making that outside shot, he's able to get to the basket. He's able to create his own shot. And it's... You know, I, I I can see the internet rage already, and, and, and I, I think I jokingly tweeted that, uh, that I'm going to set the internet off and say, Jeff Green's played really well. He makes you believe. He's done this everywhere he goes. He makes you believe, uh, and then tends to let you down. But, and, and again, this might be part of the pathology of Jeff Green. I, I think he's in a role that fits him better. He's going to probably be the Magic sixth man. They're going to rely on him for 12 to 14, maybe 15 points per game off the bench. Maybe not even that much. They're going to rely on him to be the, the guy coming off the bench. They're not asking him to be a starter. Aaron Gordon's the starter. Aaron Gordon's starting at the three. No matter what 2K says, Aaron Gordon is starting at the three, not Jeff Green. They're, they're not asking him to play starters minutes. They're not asking him to be the guy on the team. They're asking him to be the guy for the second unit. And so far in this preseason, the second unit has played better than the guys that we think are starting for the Magic. And that's not insignificant. That's not something to look past or to ignore. The Magic are relying on Jeff Green, and Jeff Green is delivering. So, where do, you know, what are we going to make of Jeff Green then? What are we going to make of, of all this? Well, Jeff Green still has a lot of talent. Yes, he's he's a little bit older than some of the players on the Magic, but he still has a lot of talent, still has a lot of ability, and he's proven that uh, in the last year to some extent. As long as the Magic aren't relying on his consistency, as long as the Magic aren't asking him to do more than the role that they've given him, and that's essentially as the sixth man, I think it will be a successful season for Jeff Green. He's been really impressive to me this preseason. I was not expecting him to come out like this. And like I said... I think he's ready for regular season basketball already. One of the few guys on the roster that probably is. You know, I would probably say Fournier. I would probably say uh, Biombo. I, I, I'd be willing to say Ibaka at this point is is there and ready. Uh, Peyton, I think, is is not quite there, but is getting there. Um, Vooch, in some respects, is, is there. I think he's still got a few other things that he's got to clean up a little bit in the not, in the last two games. But... Green has been ready since day one, and I think he's really taken on this opportunity and really uh, really taken advantage of this chance um, and, and this role and, and really fitting this role and, and being a good leader. And he's been a good leader by all accounts as well uh, behind the scenes. So we'll see whether this is a new uh, Jeff Green or, or if this is the same old Jeff Green that tends to bring everyone's hopes up, and disappoint. Uh, yes, we are believing in Jeff Green right now. Yes, we are uh, kind of looking at this and saying, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at Jeff Green right now and, and, and saying this guy can do this every night. And, and that may not be the case. Um, he's going to have his struggles. He had his struggles uh, you know, against Indiana. I mean, he he didn't have the best game best game that day, but he was still very good. We'll see what he becomes. And and, and I, I continue to say temper your expectations. 10, 11, 12 points per game would be very good from Jeff Green. He was shooting 45% from the floor. That would be very good for Jeff Green. You know you're going to get an occasional 20, 25, even maybe a 30-point game from him. Those are the rare occurrences. 
if he stays consistent at about 12 to 15 points per game as a sixth man helps generate offense in that second unit, the Magic will be very, 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 very happy with him uh, as that's what they've asked him to do. So, you know, Jeff Green got the night off Sunday. Very much deserved night off. I, I suspected he would do do that. Um, excited to see him back on the court Tuesday uh, and see what he can give the Magic in there. All right, that will do it for me today. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Locked On Magic once again this Monday. Uh, going to be a fantastic week. Uh, I'm going to do a brief public service announcement, and, 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 and I do mean public service here. Uh, if you live in the Orlando area, if you live in Florida, uh, Monday night at 7 p.m., uh, check your local listings, but I know in Orlando it's airing on WFTV, which is the ABC affiliate. Uh, there will be a Florida senatorial race, senatorial debate. Patrick Murphy, uh, the Democrat, and Marco Rubio, the Republican, are, are going to be holding a debate. This is a key Senate race. Uh, this is a Senate race that is very much up in the air, uh, and so I highly encourage, uh, I highly encourage you to watch the debate uh, as uh, Election Day is nearing. Um, Obviously, the presidential debate has taken a lot of the attention. Um, I can't blame that. Blame you for that. Um, it is certainly a a big election, a very contentious election. Uh, but uh, if you look at the Senate race, that's but it's not just about the presidential election this November. It's also about some very key Senate races, very key House races. Congress matters too. That's that's kind of my motto with this. Um, Real Clear Politics currently has Rubio up by 4.7 7 points, uh, but they rank this race as a toss-up. So if you're if you're feeling like your vote doesn't matter, if you live in Florida and you're voting on the Senate race, your vote very much does matter um, for for electing a, a senator, someone who actually makes the laws of this country. Although uh, both Murphy and Rubio do not have uh, exactly stellar records with their uh, legislative. Uh, uh, attendance, uh, I should say. Uh, but all that aside, um, seven o'clock Monday night, it's going to air on ABC's affiliate in Orlando, WFTV, uh, Senate Florida senatorial race. I highly encourage everyone to watch it, uh, learn a little bit more about these candidates and where they stand. Um, it, I, it shouldn't be just a referendum on the presidential election, although it, it may end up being, being that as that tends to be how these elections go. Uh, but highly encourage you to watch, um, don't mean to get too political. My my approach to politics uh, on this side, at least, is I don't care who you vote for, just vote. And so I'm giving you the public service announcement, uh, and I'll give you this public service announcement as well. Be sure to follow us on it on Twitter at omagicdaily. You can also follow us. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. I appreciate all of you for listening. Ready for another week of Orlando Magic basketball? Uh, last week of the preseason, we'll be heading toward the regular season. By the end of Thursday, get very, very, very excited. We got two more of these preseason games to go before things get real. This has been Philip Rossman Reich of Orlando Magic Daily. I will see you all tomorrow. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. 
and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.